For Newcastle fans everywhere, this is the ultimate football app for you. Never miss a match with live commentary, goal alerts, lineups, in-game stats and TV and radio links for over 100 leagues globally. Download the free Toon Army app now from the App Store and Google Play. Hello and welcome to CHN Radio. I'm your host, Greg Troxel. Today, we have with you a lovely Crystal Palace preview podcast. It's another solo one, and this is not in any of our fault. It's We simply just forgot to record. I don't know what else to... I could have made a cool excuse or something, but I decided not to. It, all, it is also, if you're listening to this... On, on Friday, it's my, my birthday, uh, my 10th annual 21st birthday, so congrats to me. Um, we'll, so we'll just we'll crush this pot out, we'll be able to celebrate, hopefully we'll get three points over the weekend. What, what, can, what can we hate here? So Elijah will not be with me today, the best Sam co-host in the land, uh, but he will remain a stalwart in all of our podcasts Moving forward, so with me today, I have a lovely single barrel bourbon. Um, I've had a few, and just nothing like talking about Newcastle United and their quest for Premier League titles. Okay, enough with that. We have uh, just some housekeeping. Give me a follow at NUFC underscore Greg. Give our podcast a follow at CHN underscore radio. Uh, moving forward, we, we want to definitely get a lot more interesting guests coming on the podcast. We, we have a ton of people that are interested in coming on the podcast. It's a matter of just scheduling at this point. So I'd love to ask listeners here, and if you could tweet to us, DM us, you can email us also at chnradionufc at gmail.com. And let us know some guests that you're really interested in on the podcast. One caveat, though, uh, Newcastle will not let us interview current players. They let no one do that, pretty much. Um, so if there's anybody in mind outside of current players at the club that you would be interested in hearing from, please let us know, because there's definite possibilities. We, we have a lot of things planned, a lot of things upcoming that's going to be very exciting, but we'd love your input, too, and to hear who our listeners are really looking forward to hearing on this show. Uh, we've had some good ones so far. We want to obviously continue that moving forward. So. Let's get in to Crystal Palace. Um, so on Saturday, it's a big one. Uh, we're going to London for the second straight weekend. We're meaning Newcastle, uh, and it's to face Roy Hodgkins Eagles. I hate saying Eagles because I'm an Eagles fan in the NFL. Uh, they, I feel like they're not deserving of the name Eagles. But his match at Selhurst. On Saturday, it's an interesting return for Steve Bruce because he did manage at Palace. It was 18 games in 2001, and he left them for Birmingham City. 
so it should be an interesting matchup here. Uh, very close to the table. We'll get into all that stuff. But first, let's talk about the last match that we had against Crystal Palace. It was, and if you remember, it was a glorious day in Newcastle fans' hearts because it was the Miguel Almiron game. It was his breakout. He got his goal. Um, it was everything we ever wanted and more. That that ever long-awaited Premier League goal that he's been trying to get to. He got. It was a it was a great game overall for Newcastle. Uh, they did get peppered in the shot category. It was pretty much a 60-40 possession split too. Crystal Palace having most of the possessions. They had double our shots, but they had four shots on target to our three, and one of them, well, two of our three shots target was Miguel Amaran and one of them was a goal. So uh, the other one was Florian Lejeune, who has also had a great chance and almost scored there. It was, it was a it was a great like quintessential Newcastle performance where we were sitting back, but we looked very threatening the entire match. And Miguel Amaran absolutely dominated this game. Uh, it's some it's probably a game that I'm not going to forget for a long time solely because of how good he was in this one. And spoiler alert, I think that's what we should be doing moving forward against this team. So we'll, we'll talk a lot more in about that. Um, but if you don't remember the game, find like highlights from it because it's, it's worth the watch. But the more pressing thing I want to talk about is Crystal Palace and why we hate them, which there's a lot of reasons. One, you can't just name your team the Eagles, okay? America's bird just cannot be named to a, a team in London. And and the thing about London, it, they're not really in London. Come on, guys. Like, like I know Elijah would would go in on this. Like, that's like saying you live in Conyers, Georgia, but say you're from Atlanta. Like, you're just not from Atlanta. You're from Conyers. That's what Crystal Palace is. Uh, that's my first gripe. A couple of things I found, some Urban Dictionaries, uh, Crystal Palace, a crap club that plays in London, always at the bottom of the standings. Very well put. Um, Crystal Palace, the most embarrassing club in world football. Total cowards. Famous fans include Ronnie Corbett, well-known for hanging out for nonces and pedophiles. Utter scum and spineless little shits. Crystal Palace are the most embarrassing club in world football. Total cowards. Famous fans that are pedophiles, and they are spineless little shits. That is fantastic. Um, famous for having a set of idiots in charge. Well-known for going down to Charlton Athletic. Meaning to be utter pants and incapable of playing your chosen sport. To have delusions of grandeur. To be doomed to constant failure. These are great. Um, thought to be, Thought by some to be good. Not me. Not six billion other people. Palace of crap. Turd. Poo. Shit. That's my favorite description right there. So <laughs> that's that just gives you a little insight on them. And if, if you look at their crest, it's just... the, the I, It comes to, like, the delusions of grandeur. Like, their, their crest is like... It looks like it should be a team that's better than what they are. Like, you have this soaring eagle. It's actually... I'll say it. It's it's one of the better crests in the Premier League. Like you have like a London landmark kind of thing. Oh wait, no, is that their stadium? I don't even know what that is. I think maybe that's their stadium. Who knows? 
but the eagle, like that's what I'm talking about, y'all. Uh, it's it's definitely cool, but like the team just isn't at all. Uh, the one thing I will give them is they have a pretty decent fan base, but it's just small. They're a small club, small attitude. Let's get this. Let's get this thing out of here. Um, that's how I feel about them. So going into the Premier League table, it's actually a pretty important match because we are so close in the standings. Uh, Palace and Newcastle are separated by a point. We are 13th, they are, they are 14th, and we have a seven-worse goal difference in them. So uh, there is a lot on the line because a win puts them two points ahead, and they have a nice little tiebreaker as well. So important match coming up. So we're going to take a break, or actually I am going to have a few more sips of bourbon, and then I will get back to you with some injuries, lineups, all that fun stuff. Coming up right after this. Okay. We got our, our injuries first. We'll start with Crystal Palace. Uh, they are one of the more beat up sides in comparison. So they have Sanctosin's out. Mondu Sako's out. Uh, Jeffrey Schlupp is out. James Tompkins is out. So that's important. Um, Martin Kelly's a doubt for them, and I guess you could see Scott Dan would feature then alongside Gary Cahill in the defense. Um, Kuyate and Max Meyer were like second-half subs at Everton. Supposedly they could be starting, or they will be starting. So that that's my input, or what I've, what I've been hearing at Crystal Palace. For Newcastle, uh, Kieran Clark obviously got hurt in the last match against Arsenal. Um, so I'm not expecting him to play at all, but I am expecting Fabian Cher to come in. So hopefully that happens. Uh, Jetro's out. Javier Minquillo's out. Jack Colback's out. Paul Dummett's out. Emil Croft is out. Andy Carroll's out. Um, and then the doubtful, what we are going to hear on, and actually probably by the time you're listening to this, you've heard an update from Steve Bruce, but Dwight Gale, Yoshinori Muto, and John Joe Shelby uh, they were all seen in tr in training on Wednesday, so that's a good sign. Looks like they're more in line to play. Um, so we'll we'll get an update on that. Also on Wednesday, some new faces were training, and it's uh, our reserves defender, New York born, but Irish youth international, Oyson McKenty and Ryan Barrett, who's a right back. Oyson McKenty is a center back. Uh, they were training with the first team, so be interesting to see what happens. Maybe just the training is a nice little reward for them. Who knows? But uh, it's it's always good seeing new youth prospects come in uh, and train with the first team. So that's just a little update for you there. So going to lineups, this is what I think we're going to see. Um, I I do think we're going to come out again once again in the five four one. I do think Jolinton starts. I'm just going to get that right out of the way. He's been the hot topic. Um, I, I think he stays in this. If Dwight Gale or Muto are ready to go, I don't think they'll start. I think they'll come on as a sub. I have no reason to, to like, like no evidence supporting that. I, it's just what I think. Um, but in the midfield, we'll see Almiron and St. Maximin. Uh, and then I think Bentaleb and Sean Longstaff. And then our back line... Most likely Lazaro, which obviously not his best position. 
Hernandez, Lascelles, and Cher is what I'm thinking. And then Rose on the other side. And then obviously Dubrovka as well. That's what, that's what I'm going with. Uh, Crystal Palace runs a 4-5-1. And then us countering that with a 5-4-1. Uh, it could be a dud of a, a, dud, a dud of a game. However, last match was open-ish. So hopefully we're, we're going to get a little bit more of that. Um, but... I guess what everybody's wondering is what are we going to do with that striker position? And what is Steve Bruce going to do to navigate the lack of goals that we've had from attacking positions this year? So that's going to be the biggest say. As far as Newcastle, though, what does Newcastle have to do to continue winning? I guess against Crystal Palace, we'll put it that way. Uh, we won 1-0 against them at home. How do we do this again? And... We've been kind of a broken record with this, but what one I might change my answer a little bit here. I want this game to be open. I don't see many players on Crystal Palace's side that are going to be able to, to compete with our speed. We're not a team that's obviously designed to keep possession, but I would like us to to try a little bit in this one. We we can beat them in speed. If we can make a if we make a mistake, we can get back. Um, the other thing I want to see is Lazaro in attacking positions. I'd, I'd be more than happy to have Amron and Lazaro on one side, and Lazaro essentially taking that full wing and having Amron come up to support Jolinton kind of as a second striker in attacking situations. That's that's how I think we can get a lot of things going on. Almiron, has, he has his goals now, so he's not always looking to shoot in the box. So I'm hoping if Jolinton can stay in the box... And be there in time in a timely manner. You could have a one-two play happening with like Almiron from service from Lazaro. Um, and I'm also that's the next thing. Uh, my last point is getting good service into the box from Rose and Lazaro. Uh, it's it's going to be imperative. This is going to be, I think, pr I, I'm pretty confident that. Uh, I'm like 55% confident that Lazaro and Rose are are going to be able to to handle most of Crystal Palace. Like Lazaro's gonna Lazaro's side is gonna have to deal with like Wilfred Zaha and Anne Holtz and uh, those guys, and I know Rose is gonna have, probably have to deal with Ayu, but I think it's not like the most difficult task in the world. So I I think I think it's gonna be. Getting, getting them into attacking positions and doing it successfully is going to be huge for us. That's that's my bet for Newcastle United winning this match. As far as players to look out for on Crystal Palace's side, the biggest one is Wilfred Zaha. He, he has three goals. He has three assists. Um, but he's just a nuisance <laughs> on the pitch. If anybody's watching play... You'll see. He'll he'll come out and he'll just he'll do his thing. He does it every time. Um, he's he's a pretty commanding player on the pitch. Another player is their leading goal scorer, Jordan Ayew. He's having a having a great campaign so far. Um, and my last shout would be James MacArthur. So it's it's that attack they have. So I mentioned they run a four five one. So those midfielders that they the five midfielders that they usually deploy, are Zaha, MacArthur, um, uh, Millie, that's right, McCarthy, and Ayu. So it's like, 
like Luca Milojevic, 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 whatever, Millie, Luca Millie. Um, he's he's even an important part of this this puzzle too. I mean, he's he's not a bad player, and he has two goals on the year as well. But um, just that that midfield is going to have to be contained. But I think because of Saint Maximin and Almiron on each of the sides, I think we could. They're going to have a lot of other things to think about than just bunkering forward, and that, and they're completely out of confidence. So, I'm feeling good from that end. <laughs> uh, okay, next thing I want to talk about is stats. Um, this is going to be a quick preview. So, got some stats. Newcastle United could, very well could, have three victories in London this year. So we, we won at Spurs, we won at West Ham, and this would be a third win in London if we can get it, which would be our best London top flight total since also getting three wins in the 2013-2014 season. That's all us. Beat Spurs, one nothing. Beat West Ham 3-1 to and beat Palace 3-0. So could we beat them 3-0? If... if any history buffs out there. The three goals scored by Newcastle against Palace that year was Johan Kabai, who was an own goal, Kabadin, and then Ben Arfa scoring the third. So hopefully that happens again. A nice 3-0 would ease everybody's pain from the 4-0 loss late, or last week. So um, hoping for the best there. Going to 538, we have, they, they take percentages of every match, outcomes, predictions. They've done a pretty accurate job so far. And if it is to continue that trend, it's not a good look for us. So, and what really hasn't been for a while. But they have a 52% chance that Crystal Palace beats Newcastle, a 27% chance that we draw and a 21% chance that Newcastle defeats Palace. So the odds are not on our side, and that leads us to the final thing, is our projections and predictions. So I think with this match, it's, you know, it, it was a, it's seven, seven matches winless for Crystal Palace. They, they're six points above relegation zone, we're seven. Um, but they, they're definitely needing to shake themselves out of the slump. And then seeing that they have a home match against a team that just got clobbered 4 nothing in London, uh, you can bet that Crystal Palace is like ready to go for this one, to, to end this 7-match winless drought. Um, there's a lot on the line there. And then on Newcastle's side, we're a point above in the table. We just got drubbed. <laughs> repeating myself here, but that was a four-match unbeaten streak in the Premier League that was ended, and we we haven't beaten Crystal Palace since 2013 in Selhurst Park. So we're hoping that the second straight trip to London is a successful one, and we're hoping that we can get our third win in London this year. Um, and it's, it's going to come down to that attacking threat. But at the end of it all, I think this one will see neither team winning, and we will see Crystal Palace 1, 
Newcastle United won. And that is my prediction. So, this is a short pod, but like I said, I've been drinking a lot of bourbon, and it's my birthday. So, not going to spend much more time with you guys, but we will be back with you on Monday to recap. Actually, no, Tuesday morning you'll get it. Um, to recap this match, and then we'll have Wednesday morning, we'll have a nice news pod to go over everything, all the talking points around Newcastle United, and then we'll preview our next match against Burnley. So, I hope you guys enjoy, and once again, thank you so much for listening, and thank you so much for interacting with us on social media, and all all that you guys do, you guys are awesome, so I really appreciate it, but that concludes this Crystal Palace preview podcast. I am your host, Greg Troxell. Uh, we are missing the best damn coast in the land of Elijah Newsome. And enjoy this wonderful song coming home, Newcastle. And let's get three points and hoy the lads. To be a Geordie and to live in Geordie land. Some people think we're forty and we're hard to understand. And they say it's just self-pity and we're not so very tough. Cause the people in the big fat city haven't had it tough as rough. I'm coming home, Newcastle. You can keep your London wine. I'd walk the streets all day. I'll meet for a bottle of the river time. I'm coming home. Newcastle, I wish I'd never been away. I'd kiss the ground for the welcome sound in me mother saying, Hey, how we I'm coming home. And I miss the old blind busker who stands at Fenwick's door. He plays a mean accordion, you've all seen him there before. The Geordie heroes, there's so many famous names Like Lindisfarne in Gaza, Brendan Foster in the Gateshead Games I'm coming home, Newcastle, I might as well have been in jail I'd walk the streets all day, I'll need for a bottle of your own brown ale I'm coming home, Newcastle, if you never win the cup again I'll brave the dark at St James's Park, at the Gallagher's end in the rain I'm coming home Newcastle, you can keep your London wine. I'd walk the streets all day. I'll meet for a bottle of the river tide. I'm coming home, Newcastle. I wish I'd never been away. I'd kiss the ground for the welcome sound in me mother saying, Hey, how we? I'm coming home, Newcastle. I might as well have been in jail. I'd walk the streets all day. I'll meet for a bottle of your own brown ale. I'm coming home, Newcastle. If you never win the cup again, I'll pray the dog is in James's pocket, the Gallagher's end in the rain, I'm coming home.